Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. I am your diehard romantic, Maria Bonaventure. (laughs) And I'm your devoted lover, Mavis Bionsky. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Martha Bookley. (laughs) Wow, you really sold that. (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) That was smooth as silk. I came in late to this joke. I don't understand. (laughs) Just like the listeners, I don't understand. (laughs) Oh, how dare you insult our listeners like that? They know exactly what we're talking about. I'm relating to them. I hope they do at this point. Well, because tonight we are discussing... Hearts on the run. Hearts on the run. <laughs> Sister Act Hearts. Sister Act Two. Hearts on the run. Isn't Sister Act Two Nuns oh, on the run? Sister Act Negative One. Oh, wait, no. Nuns on the run is uh, Eric Idol. <laughs> <laughs> nuns doesn't, on the run. No, no, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> let me let me just erase. That. None of this matters. Nice. Whoa. <laughs> good one. Good, good one. one. Wow. Well, um, you might be wondering. A what? nun pun. <laughs> you might be wondering what this episode was about. So we're going to try to tell you in a segment we call the Minute Max. And I get to start. Oh, Lord. Good. Okay. Hearts on the run. A spooky parking garage is back. Our favorite character. Yay! And Jennifer comes out of an elevator to watch a man shoot another man to death. And then she escapes by running through <laughs> while being shot at, running to her car and then ducking out. But the dude sees the license plate and says, don't worry, guys, we got her. So he starts sending people to kill Jennifer Hart after she tells the cops. And uh, little <laughs> then we find out that the villain is none other than the synthesizer player from Duran Duran and Nick Rhodes. Um, what? And they need to get Nick Rhodes. She's going to testify, and they're going to kill her before she can testify. So Jonathan sets up a thing with his ex, who was the villain from Scent of a Heart or whatever, <laughs> Hearts on the Scent. And uh, she's a nun now. Because she's found the air of her ways. And they live in a convent. And then uh, the MB lady shows up. <laughs> she's amazing. And she has a knife in her hair. And she <laughs> jumps through a stained glass window and dies. <laughs> and then uh, Nick Rhodes puts a bomb in a, in a room. And, and then they get foiled. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so that was pretty clear. You yeah. all know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't think we... I think we should just jump right in. Yeah. <laughs> We can skip the Minimaxes. No, I, I want to hear Joe's version. Hearts. I, I do too, actually. On the run. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Totally unrelated to anything happening in the Hearts' lives, Jennifer witnesses a murder with a gun <laughs> in a parking garage, and she runs for it, and she is totally ready to, to murder a person with their car. Yes. But she drives past him, and then they see the license plate, so they're like, oh, we know who she is. She's a heart. And then the cop tells her that this guy is the criminal underworld leader now because he murdered the criminal underworld leader, so now he's the leader of the criminal underworld. <laughs> so uh, Jennifer has to testify in like three days or five days or something, So and they try uh, they're gonna like have ten police officers watch her house, but they don't see the people <laughs> setting up a sniper rifle on the while they play croquet, and they almost shoot her in the head. So Jonathan's like, "Fuck this! I'm getting my wife out of here." He gets her out of the play of the house in a trunk of their car, uh, and dry- takes her to a nunnery, uh, a nun house. <laughs> <laughs> she dresses as a nun, and then they send us uh, an assassin after her, who I thought was the girlfriend of the underlord overlord guy, but it wasn't. It was she was an assassin. She tries to kill Jennifer, but she fails, and then he puts a, a bomb in their room. But Jonathan throws it, and it blows up. <laughs> wow! Oh, God, I 
was really trying to like get to the end to fill in. But I know, but it's hard because it's, it's hard. there's a lot of really interesting tidbits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ellen, which tidbits will you get distracted by? <laughs> I will probably just do uh, an identical version in my <laughs> own words. Great. <laughs> that's what that's I did. Pro- that's my plan. Yeah. Okay. So hearts on the run. So, um, turns out there's a disembodied menacing voice planning a hit. <laughs> and then we go into parking garage. Yay. Hi, parking garage. Love you. Mm-hmm. Spooky. Um, and Jennifer comes out of the elevator at exactly the wrong time when Nick Rhodes of Duran Duran pulls out <laughs> a gun and shoots him. And then it's like, oh shit. And there's mayhem. And she, uh, runs and dives into their car and she drives off. But it's too late because vanity license plates are a bad idea, you guys, because people can read them yeah. and remember them unless it's one of those ones where you can't tell what it's supposed to say exactly because it's like, is it a four, the word four or the number four or the number <laughs> two or the word two or whatever. Anyways, so um, that guy is like, we have to kill her so she won't testify against me because I am Nick Rhodes and I'm the most powerful criminal. And then Lieutenant Croydon, who gives off really intense, like Raul Esparza vibes to me. Um is the worst protection provider ever. And Jonathan and Jennifer are the worst protection receivers ever. There's a cherry picker with a guy with a gun. There's a rug. There's some nuns. It's just, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> did the timer yeah. go up? Oh, <laughs> Get thee to a nunnery. Get thee to a nunnery. To the nun house. <laughs> the nun house. Convent. The is that what they're called? House. It is a convent. Yes, yes, it is called a convent. They are... Um, thinking nuns what's they, the word they're contempl- a contemplative, contemplative order contemplative order which okay. yeah which means they ha- they don't do anything that has anything to do with the outside world uh they just yeah. think they just think they uh, focus on spirituality contemplation they yeah they're not helping orphans joe so don't head over yeah. there with your, <laughs> with your bomb <laughs> or your gun i know it's a nunnery, not an it. orphanage. They were, not they, a fuck remnant house. It's the nuns that refuse to help orphans. <laughs> <laughs> the nuns that are like, gross, orphans, no they thank you. They only help their now super wealthy childhood friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. That's how life works, everybody. That is how life works, That's actually. How nuns work. Or is it? Ding. Well, let's see what the Sisler Family Playhouse Yay. has to say about this the episode. Nunnery. <laughs> Yeah, I did not hold up my end even. I didn't even attempt to. Here we go. Sister Family Playhouse probably presents Hearts on the Run. Co-starring Whoopi Goldberg and Maggie Smith. Wait, <laughs> Jennifer interrupts. Kill your rival at work day. Running from the mob, she drives in a William Freakin' film. The LAPD's <laughs> first Jennifer will be totally safe, but say it with me now. The hard side fell for that, bitch. Jonathan <laughs> and Jennifer pull a bait and switch on both the cops and the mob. The hearts hide in a convent run by Sister Janet. She may be a nun, but damn, she smells good. Season four. <laughs> a knockoff Steve Buscemi sells out the hearts to the Godfather. The mob sends in a hit woman undercover. The Amazonian assassin tries to kill Jennifer in charge, but our patron saint nails Martha in her vespers. The dirty blonde of Hinge leaps out a window, falls on her sacraments, and dies. Of course, Jonathan did Jennifer in a convent. A horny priest? Why not? I work for Richard Chamberlain. Burn birds. Back at confrontation wow. time as Jonathan hits Nick Rhodes in his holy grail and Jennifer blows the lid off the mob and quite possibly Jonathan once the nuns leave. And we know who taught Freeway how to handle balls. Wait, I'm at croquet. What did you think I meant? Amen. <laughs> wow. Sisslers. Sisslers. Amen. Yeah. You're getting into heaven you. for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> you get into heaven for that. You totally get into heaven for that. Well, <laughs> also, well, I, well, I loved, uh, Bill, I loved your thorn birds. Like, was- <laughs> yeah, that was never have I. I'm going to yell that now just as I'm driving. I'm going to roll down the window when I'm driving. Just yell that at pedestrians. Well, thorn birds. Thorn birds. I hope you don't have a pers- personalized license plate because I'll know exactly who did it. <laughs> Those personalized license plates are the worst idea the hearts have ever had. I feel like this is the third time we've seen them blow up in their faces. <laughs> it's mm. not a great idea. No. Well, I mean, I think after the second season, they should have been like, should we not be driving cars that have our, have our name on them? If you are constantly <laughs> involved in murder plots, don't have personalized license yeah. plates. Do yourself I'm, a favor. I agree. Ellen disagrees. Mm. I mean, I love the personalized license plates because I love the cars. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna gonna be. I'm gonna receive your information neutrally, as one of my <laughs> colleagues say. It's worth. I'm receiving it neutrally. I'm giving it neutrally. It's worth the risk. You're saying, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, people will find the hearts pretty easily, mm-hmm. by my estimation, <laughs> based on a hundred and something. Uh, examples so far. You need only look at your morning paper mm-hmm. to get enough information to screw over the hearts. This is true. Or put their lives in danger or figure out where they lived. Yes. Or, you know, but I mean, two hearts didn't help in this case, but you got to give it up to Jennifer for getting the F out of that parking garage. Like she's out of there, like in, she's gone in oh six, less than 60 seconds. This she episode, knew what was up. Yeah, she did. This episode, like, just takes off yeah. immediately yeah. i was so blown away it's like yeah. holy shit they're so, shooting up cars yeah the, <laughs> yeah the murderer starts shooting at jennifer she freaks out and runs away obviously the then mm-hmm. there's two men that jump out of a car and i was like oh they're gonna help her they're gonna like punch him in the face but they start shooting at they're jennifer men, of hench. Well. Yeah. Yeah. men of hench and they she's getting shot at by three separate men and escapes that was a cool scene in a parking garage it was great again. i did love that she like was just like i'm going to run you over with this yeah she Fuck you she bears <laughs> down on that wheel you can see yeah. in her eye she's ready to murder that guy hell yes yeah. as well she should yeah. yeah totally that's fair they're trying to kill her she's totally weaponizing heart too oh my god one yeah. hearts or two hearts the hearts yeah. are real good with a car i gotta tell you yeah yeah that's true <laughs> Good times. Good times. Um, I have to talk about the Nicholas Rhodes thing. Yes. I just, I can't, I can't sit quietly and just let that happen. So the main villain was in Duran Duran. Is that what you're saying? Is that true? The main villain, the Nick Rhodes is the, is the keyboard player for Duran Duran. The main Duran villain Duran. of this episode. No. Oh. The name of the main keyboard player uh, in Duran Duran is Nick Rhodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it's it was Nick Rhodes. So when they kept saying Nick Rhodes Nicholas over and Rhodes over again, and Nick Rhodes it and was Nick killing Rhodes. me. It was totally killing me because uh, we've got to get Nick Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. And they. it seems like they say it a lot more than they would normally say somebody's That's full name. Full name. Yeah. Like yeah. they would they would have just called him Rhodes or Nick, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But then did you catch there's like a eerily prescient conspiracy theory moment with it because this episode aired in January of 1984 so was filmed who knows when like summer of or fall of 83 or whatever but did you catch at the end when the character of Nicholas Rhodes 
says to Jonathan and Jennifer when they're planting the bomb, he says, see you in the arena. Yeah. Which, of course, is the live Duran album Duran that Duran Duran put out wow. in November of 1984, that same year. Holy shit. Yes. So, oh Do you God. think that's purposeful? I hope so. I hope that whoever wrote this episode was just a Duran Duran fan. And like- That's kind of the vibe I was getting. I Because I think, <laughs> unless they were, do you think they were trying to make some sort of Greek slur? I don't know. Uh, Is Rhodes even a Greek name? Do we need any more Greek <laughs> well, slurs Greek after place. our rally car episode? Oh, yeah. Rhodes. Shit. And Nicholas. That's right. Hmm. And it's like. And he was a hairy meatball. He was a little hairy meatball. Mm-hmm. But stylish. So stylish. Yeah. yeah. A little I, denim I jumpsuit by the pool. Yes. It's like the most <laughs> not intimidating outfit you could ever wear. And he's using it to like be a villain. It's oh. so great. It's like, kind of dressed like Sean Connery at home vibes. Yeah. Yes. The zipper open to the belly button while he's talking yeah. to his men of hinch. And then like at a distance, like in the first scene, I was like, wait, is that Tom Jones? <laughs> yeah. But then, but then like he's a little, little like just a different figure. And I didn't realize while I was watching the episode, but I took a photo of you it. Men he's, call it a figure. He's trimming roses. He's trimming. Yes, because that's menacing. Yeah. Jennifer Hart. <laughs> what what were they? What was Max's roses called? The Jennifer Hart. The Jennifer Hart. <laughs> Jennifer Hart rose. He's trimming Jennifer Hart's. Uh, he also Nick Rhodes was wearing an awful lot of pancake makeup on his face, which I found distracting. And <laughs> a wig or hair plugs. Then, I don't. I couldn't tell if that was. I I think it was just the amount of makeup that was not the right flesh tone for him mm. made everything else on him look completely fake. Mm-hmm. Weird, and then the like <laughs> the the crop circle where his where his chest hair ends. <laughs> yeah. But Nick Rhodes of Duran Duran at the time also wore a lot of makeup. Yes, coincidence. Do you think oh my God. that they <laughs> cast Nick Rhodes of Duran Duran in this part, and then Nick ba- pulled out because of the arena tour? <laughs> And, <laughs> and they were like, let's write that in. They were like, fine, we're just going to call him Nick Rhodes. <laughs> I know, but I just sort of loved how many times they said Nick Rhodes. I didn't count it because I was just enjoying myself too much to really track. There, so there was another very meta writing moment in this episode where. So, About the bad TV? <laughs> yes. So Jonathan sends <laughs> Jennifer out. At this point, you're led to believe he sends Jennifer out in a rug, wrapped up in a rug, in a van, like a rug delivery van with Max, to throw everyone off the trail and to make everyone believe that he's sending her away. And then and then I think Nick Rhodes says, they send her in a van in a rug? I'm afraid they've been watching too much bad TV. Yeah. And it's like, what are you saying about this show that we're watching right now, though? Because Love it. Yeah. But, but they didn't actually send her... Jonathan had her in a, the trunk of yes <laughs> three hearts or whatever, <laughs> and like let her out in a field. <laughs> there's just a uh, wow. There's a lot. There's a lot For in this reason, episode that I have to be like, don't poke this one. Like, don't don't yeah. don't pull that thread. Yeah. And there's so many threads that are just like begging to be yanked at in this episode, mm-hmm. but I can't because then. The TV show disintegrates. <laughs> yeah, which we don't want. Can we talk? Maybe it's too soon. I just don't know what time in the podcast would be a good time to talk about Todd. 
Okay. The the maintenance man gardener at the nun house. Let's talk about Bobo Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about Todd. Todd, did you happen to notice that there are two actors credited as Todd? What? What? No. Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <gasps> but it was it was it, distracting to me that there were two separate actors credited as Todd. Todd Holmby. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the the main actor that we know in in this episode is John Davis Chandler, and then there's another one, Ben Hammer, also credited as Todd. Yeah, that's weird. How weird? It's not dubbed, is it? Maybe I don't think so. I'm I was wondering if like <laughs> if if Ben Hammer just looks a lot like that guy, and if he was used for like pickup shots or something. Maybe, or like huh. they wouldn't credit a stunt double like that. Because he didn't do any stunts. <laughs> True. <laughs> but uh, Todd, the main Todd, John Davis Chandler, does uh-huh. look like Steve Buscemi a bit. And also, every look he gave, look, it seemed like he was looking at someone's ass as they walked away. Yes. That was his main facial expression in my <laughs> mind. Like He leered. Yeah, he leered every single time. Every look was a leer. Yeah. That uh, is an intense character. Mm-hmm. And kind of an intense performance. Yeah. I agree. Um, there's a grittiness with this episode with the look and a lot. There's this, this episode. <laughs> My gosh. But Todd learns that Jennifer. So Rhodes, the villain puts out, he says, <laughs> let's offer a hundred thousand dollars to basically anyone, anyone who will kill right. Jennifer Hart and drug addicts and whatever low lifes will pick up and yeah figure this out and then he reads the newspaper yeah where and that's that's all the, all the information todd has is this newspaper article did they print yeah. <laughs> if you kill jennifer hart this man will give you a hundred thousand dollars because th- he's just it's it's just to illustrate that he's part of the underworld yeah. and the information mm-hmm. has gotten to him yeah. through his mm-hmm. gambling or you know whatever right ne'er-do-well activities he's uh-huh. he's involved in uh-huh. um but but nick nick rhodes says something real dark about how it's gonna shake the junkies out or something like he has some mega yeah. dark expression for how the junkies are gonna um come running with that information i was just like ooh, mm-hmm. dark yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm sorry to jump to the very end of the episode, but the funny thing that I found about that, the hundred thousand dollar bounty on Jennifer's head, is that Todd apparently received that hundred thousand dollar bounty. Yeah. And then yeah. once he was arrested, the cops didn't take that money away or anything they they said well you can donate it to the fucking nunnery <laughs> to the nunnery for for a reduced sentence <laughs> yeah what the fuck is happening <laughs> that's pretty wild that they maybe so the nuns were hard up i mean they clearly just let anybody show up and stay there even though that's obviously not their job description yeah well our girl mb she put on a <sighs> performance at the gate Oh my god! And that she, shot of her at that gate is so gorgeous. That actress kind of rules. Like yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I have to like dig into her career That's, because yeah. she yeah. was her awesome. face was. I just was in love. Yeah, she love went from being her. like like 
totally perfectly sympathetic, mm-hmm. you know, battered wife, <laughs> sad face. Yeah. To maniacal <laughs> murderous. Yeah. Kind of gradually throughout the performance. And yeah. then like at a oh certain point, it's just like she couldn't even keep her mouth closed. She was so excited mm-hmm. to stab Jennifer. <laughs> and it's funny because she had a gun and she chooses the knife. She chooses extreme violence. Hey, MB knows what's up. She's, yeah. She has, she's got a way of doing things. And she pantomime slitting her throat and laughs about it i thought i thought she was kind of conned into this i thought she was rhodes's girlfriend whether that we Mm. see in the pool at the beginning oh no that was his Mm. secretary or okay i thought that's who they were gonna get to just infiltrate the nunnery and figure out that jennifer (laughs) was there and then she starts going so over the top enjoying that was such a good moment of she's loving this she's an assassin yeah, and then if she you find was, out that she is actually an assassin that they she hired, she was amazing. She was so cool. I wish, I wish that she had just been maybe the only man of hench that we needed needed in the episode. Yeah, we didn't need the two weirdos. No. So the other two, much like the police in this episode, not good at like maybe mm-hmm. pick a different line of work. Yeah, not good at it. Yeah, it was like the absolute worst police protection. Mm-hmm. The absolute. <laughs> Oh, worst assassins God. i mean it's just real bad the, all the, around everybody is failing yes and yes including jonathan by just being although maybe he just knows that lieutenant croydon doesn't have the chops or whatever i mean i know he's always like nope we know best and i'm gonna take we're gonna do whatever but it's like in this case i kind of have to even though that nun house thing went sideways on their asses mm-hmm. i feel like i have to be like yeah i don't think this is going to be a safe situation because like not even 24 hours after you're told that Nicholas Rhodes is going to kill you and he knows where you live, et cetera, et cetera. You're like on the bluff playing croquet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) While those cops, I'm not sure what they were doing. They don't except putting their cars all over the place. That must have been so visible, them setting up a sniper rifle. That was so visible. And you mean was, in the had, cherry picker or not? <laughs> no. Fucking lineman cherry picker. So <laughs> before the cherry picker was over the top, but like them, they're parked on the side of the road. There's two men up on a very exposed hillside setting up a sniper rifle to shoot Jennifer mm-hmm. in the head. You don't fucking see that. Then the cherry picker with just a man with binoculars staring at the Hart's house. And (laughs) there were no telephone lines anywhere near that cherry picker. It was just a, you could clearly see it. Like, what the fuck are you doing? That was making me so mad. And supposedly there were like 11 police officers surrounding their house. Yeah. This is why we need to defund the police. Like this, nothing has changed. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the police didn't seem super invested in protecting Jennifer Hart. No. Um, there was just a a lack, both like Lieutenant Croydon. I was confused because at certain points, like he's really like all about like the scold and telling them this or that and being like, she better still be in that house, Jonathan, or whatever, because my 10 men, this or that, and I have 10 men, you better not go anywhere. And then it's like, yeah, but at the same time, like, are these the 10 worst dudes? Or like, did you not tell them what they were there for? Or like, what is going on? Because somebody, Max made a full picture of iced tea <laughs> or Arnold Palmer's or something for the hearts to drink while they conspicuously played croquet in the open air. Mm-hmm. And um, what's his face, man of Hinch? Like, just 
shot the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, he shot that iced tea. He sure shot the fuck Picture. out of that iced tea. And nobody dove into the pool for safety. I know. I would have definitely. That would have been the first thing I did. Yeah. Why? Also, Jonathan at that moment was like, "We're not. We remember we said we weren't going to let it infuse." Like oh, interfere yeah. with our lives, right. but why right. is your life playing croquet? Why is that your life? There are so many things. Well, Duncan is a championship croquet player. That's right. <laughs> he needed to fuse in training. <laughs> Forgot about that. Just, uh, the, but just imagine all of the different things that the hearts are capable of doing to yeah. stay <laughs> out of harm's <laughs> way. <Hide. laughs> yeah, and. Th- None of the them. House, they, they were like, Let's the house just... has a panic room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, right? The house has a, a secret room yeah. downstairs. Yeah. That comes out the well. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was shocked that the cops weren't involved. Uh, there was a moment where oh. the chief or whatever like gets on the phone. He's like, where is that bitch? Uh, I want an APB on that van and, and like all this shit. And I was like, oh, he's so in on this. And then that- yeah, the cop that's like parked right in front of the front door, right? Yes. He's like Lieutenant Crowe. And I just thought, oh, here we go. Well, that's oh. uh, that would have made sense to me in this scenario right. that he- It's that, Nick Rhodes it's- for Christ's sake. <laughs> He's the He's overlord so of the underworld. He has hidden from them for 15 years. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. Nick Rhodes, no, that's impossible is what weird Ugh. back in time, vaguely Raul Esparza vibes guys says. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love I'm not imagining Esparza that, right? Didn't that guy give, didn't Lieutenant Croydon give you Raul Esparza vibes? Um, not as much for me. Too tall? Yeah, too white. Hmm. Um. I have a huge, I have a huge crush on Raul Esparza. I think he's so, so, so incredibly attractive Mm. Um, and talented. Very, very talented. He's my favorite uh, Doctor Chilton in the (laughs) Hannibal Lecter universe. (laughs) Speaking of doctors, he should be an egot. (laughs) He should. Doctor Pulaski from Star Trek: Next Generation is the is a nun. Yeah, Sister Janet. Uh, fuck. What's the Mother She's Superior. Mother Superior. Fuck, damn it. I really wanted to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know why I can't remember anything about nuns. <laughs> Who Jennifer calls sister at one point and then, then corrects herself later on and yeah. calls her mother. Mother. <laughs> she, Diana Moldar, I assume is how you pronounce that name. I'm not sure, is the coolest customer. Mm-hmm. She is so mm-hmm. fucking rad. And she's just in control of the room in whatever room she's in. She is so awesome. And she was a villain in Can't Smell a Heart. Hearts on the Scent. Hearts on the Scent. Scent of a a Heart. She's pouring (laughs) chemicals in the room. The the, like very well signaged room. The ventilation shaft. Killer dog juice. Killer Killer dog dog juice. juice. Yes. (laughs) She is rad. I really really like that She's like, she's like, uh, I, and I don't mean this derogatorily. She's one step below Charlotte Rampling. Like, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> no one else can be Charlotte Rampling. No. That's, that's the peak. Right. Uh, that's <laughs> fair. I think that's understood. Hmm. I would right that yeah. nobody can be Charlotte Rampling. No. But the I think she's also nailing the solid heart to heart outfits because in um, Deadly Dog Juice <laughs> episode. She has the coolest clothes in that That's episode, right. and then in this one, she also has the coolest clothes. She's got yeah. just the best none, habit. none clothes, just habits. Yeah. Pure white, the wall white habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
It's good. She is it's so good. Incredible. And her and Jonathan dated when they were in third grade. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. That was cute. Very cute. So cute. Yeah, she's so rad. She's a person I would like to meet in real life and just watch and just see how in control of a room she's in <laughs> well diana Very calming that's a that's an open invite to come on the pod <laughs> yeah come on the podcast discuss your <laughs> i know this you're an episode avid may listener. not be our best <laughs> may not be our best resume to put forth yeah but um it's also not our worst <laughs> nope. yeah although maybe not. i'm calling it too soon calling it too soon yeah i, don't know. I think uh um, she got a lot of mm-hmm. flack for replacing beverly crusher on star trek next generation mm-hmm. but i always loved her people i think don't like her because of that and that's well, that's bullshit. such a shame because she is fucking cool as yeah. hell She's so stunning, but it's yeah. true there's just it's just like that bone structure won't quit mm-hmm. and then it's just like Oh, right. But in particular, playing Mother Superior, mm-hmm. Janet. Yeah. <laughs> Janet. She's Sister Janet. Unflappable. Um, that was a very soothing mm-hmm. take, mold hour take on yes. being a Mother Superior, but also really cute. Like the, the excitement on her face about Jonathan is really mm-hmm. adorable. Oh, yeah. She um, knows. I love the scene where Todd's like practically like clawing at his track marks to get an advance on his pay. Yep. And she knows that Roxanne, is that her name? The assassin? Roxanne. <laughs> Ma- I wish. Martha. Um, Martha. Oh, Martha. do you mean Maria Bonaventure? <laughs> is it Martha Roxanne? Martha Bookley. Or do you mean oh. Mavis Brionsky? Oh, that's, that's me. I'm Martha Bookley. Or do you mean Martha Bergness? When she <laughs> enters the nunnery, <laughs> Diana knows something is a, a foul with this mm-hmm. person. You can see on her face. She looked the way she looks back at her. She closes the door. Like you aren't being fully honest about what's going on. That portraying right, she's that, a nun, not a fool. Yeah, but portraying that level of nuance in a character, and of course, she's not going to call her out and just be like, "You're what the fuck are you doing here? You're an assassin. Yeah, you're an assassin. <laughs> you're clearly an assassin." <laughs> Yeah, that was so. That was so. Well Why didn't done. you stab your husband with that knife in your hair? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, it really just shows the spectrum of nun stuff. Nun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like one of the stereotypes of nuns comes from nuns in Catholic schools, right? Mm. Who are like measuring your skirt height and hitting you like, with rulers, <laughs> getting you in trouble, like funny. Pulling the notes out, catching you at everything, and then there's yeah, other superior Janet. Those might be not. She's just kind of going to let you have a knife in your hair. Those are uncontemplative nuns, <laughs> right? <laughs> the ones that whip children with rulers across their knuckles. And we talk about Sister Mary, Big Mouth Sister Mary. Yes, Big Mouth strikes again, Sister Mary. Okay, stop. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Yeah, she. That was another amazing moment with Diana, though, was when she lets. Jonathan and Jennifer sleep in the room. Jonathan's being a, acting like he's a priest. Yeah. And she lets them stay in the room together. And and Mary, Big Mouth Mary, is like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing what? <laughs> and then Beverly or uh Pulaski, Dr. Pulaski is like, <laughs> I'll explain everything to you on the way. Mm-hmm. She's just cool as a cucumber. Yeah. And the, has fun with it. But Sister Mary, so they have they sit down to the dinner with Maria, Martha, Mavis, and then again, Martha, assassin. Yes. Jennifer and Jonathan, disguised as a nun and a priest, respectively. Mm-hmm. And Sister Mary Big Mouth, 
bunch of other nuns and Mother Superior Janet. They're all at dinner. And Sister Mary just is giving Jennifer like the third degree nun style, right? And even to the point where Mother Superior Janet's like, what if you cooled it? (laughs) Yeah. That's private. (laughs) Kind of, right? Like, like, yeah, I'm trying to tell you in my soothing, high cheekboned way Uh to fucking shut up right now. Be be a little more contemplative, Mary. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like, um, bow of silence. Like, I know that that they don't just point at each other and be like, you, bow of silence right now or something. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a magic card. It's like a card you can play. It's like like Uno reverse. Throw it down. Bow of silence. (laughs) (laughs) You get three a day. (laughs) That would be amazing if that's what it was. (laughs) Bow of silence. (laughs) Maybe they should think about doing it because clearly, I mean, Mary doesn't know that because she doesn't know that Jennifer's not a real visiting, con- like nun seeking more contemplative yeah. climbs or whatever. But at the same time, it's just like, come on. Like, can we just eat our weird bread balls and sit here? <laughs> yeah. And contemplate. <laughs> at least they the, had wine. After the Vespers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Are they allowed to drink wine? Are nuns allowed to have wine? It's the, it is the blood of Christ. True. That's like true. A, a sip. It, to take the sacrament, you take wine. Okay, so you are. But can you I mean, drink but it? People as... do grape juice and everything. You know, you don't have to. I don't think. Right, but but nuns are allowed to have alcohol. I don't see why I not. I, I I'm sure that it depends on the order. I, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's thousands of different types of nuns too. It's I mean, monks like... make liquor. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, what else do you have? Like, you're not allowed to have sex, right? No. So. You must be able to have alcohol. <laughs> Otherwise, it's cruel. <laughs> do you guys have n- and have nuns in your life at all? Any nuns? No. Do you? I don't even know that I've met a nun. I don't think I have. Yeah, I got no no nuns that I'm aware of. None. Um, so none. Uh, someone nun. It just <laughs> never gets old, right? Uh, <laughs> none. Yeah, that's not what the nuns say about it. Um, How would we know? Uh. A friend of mine in high school, her mother entered into the convent and then left the convent. And I always found that kind of fascinating in the way that people that just don't know shit about Catholicism or nun house or anything can kind of be fascinated by it. (laughs) Nun house? Where it's like, oh, (laughs) like, oh, like nun, nuns. Nuns. I wonder how many nun puns they make at a nun house on the daily. Uh, None. That's what they're None. contemplating. That would be my guess. Yeah. None. Probably, they're probably so sick of that bullshit. No, they yeah. must drink wine. There's that that gross wine called Blue Nun. Oh. Do they still make that Blue is Nun? It, I, is it blue? I hope not. And is blue is Franciscan, right? There's the different orders. So. Like, do they wear the the? I think they're the Franciscans. I'm you guys not, know. I, I you guys know who my favorite nun is, right? Um, the orgasm one. The the flying nun. <laughs> <laughs> Sally Fields, <laughs> punching nun from Archie McBee's. Whoopi Goldberg, punching nuns. Sister Mary Clarence, I believe, is is Whoopi Goldberg's name in Stracks. Mine's Janet from Hearts on the Run. Now, is it? That's her favorite nun. Uh, is yes. it sacrilegious to have a favorite nun? Does that put the nuns in some sort of state of? 
Does it make it set harder for them? It's I think they're just not allowed to to know about it. What? Who's your Who's your favorite nun, though? I we just talked about so many nuns. I could legit forgot what, what I was going to say. My favorite nun was that sucks so bad. I'll remember okay. as I'm contemplating it. Later. Oh, wait, is it the 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 art nun? Um, what's her name? Sister Wendy. Sister Wendy. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh my god! Why couldn't I? Even, it was just right there. Like, oh my god, that's my favorite nun. Oh well, that's okay. It's probably not encouraged. Is it one of the nuns from nun. Madeline, or <laughs> yes, yes, <Yeah. laughs> that's okay. it. It's Miss Clavel. Okay, I, I'm glad I could get that out. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> I was sitting there thinking, like, what? Are, where are the nuns in my <laughs> pop culture? <laughs> yeah, knowledge? that's it. That's it. That's so ridiculous of me, but that's totally it because uh, of how I love Ludwig Benmaman. So in my mind, nuns are always kind of like. You know, like when people don't have cookie cutters and they cut out the shape by hand. And yes. looks good. <laughs> That's what Miss Clavel's like when you put her next to actual nuns. She's the hand cut out cookie. <laughs> and the oven's a little too hot. The butter's a little too soft. So, Margaret Booker. Is that her name? The Bookley. assassin? M- Margaret Martha, Martha, Bookley. Martha Bookley. Martha Bookley. Maria Bonaventure. <laughs> Margaret Booker. Martha Bergness or Rox- Mavis Bronsky. Mar- Martha Booker Roxanne is <laughs> attack she's playing the part of distressed housewife as the nun's battered uh, wife. Uh battered wife. <laughs> File out oh. of the Vespers, but Jennifer stays and prays longer to prove her nunnishness. Nunnishness. <laughs> or she's kind of getting into it, I think. Or she's getting into it. She's praying for her life. I mean, there's been so many threats of her life over the past 24 hours. I don't. I mean, at the nun house, what else are you going to do? You're not going to like watch Netflix or something. I know. You're not going to play croquet on the bluff. So she's maybe you go out and deliver a baby like those call the midwife nuns. The (laughs) other nuns and taking Evan this right. They did go play croquet on the bluff though. (laughs) At the end, Uh, eventually, (laughs) eventually. But Margaret Booker Booketh is. Walking Bookley, sl- Martha Bookley. She walks slowly up behind Jennifer <laughs> and then pulls the knife from, I guess, her bra strap on her shoulder or something like some weird place. It's a very cool assassiny place to pull a knife from, and then pulls it up. Jennifer sees the shadow of a knife mm-hmm. on the pew so in front good. of her, which is great, and then freeze frame, which just makes it seem like the knife is being held there forever for a long time. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then it comes down, Jennifer freaks out gets out of the way and it stabs into one of the pews and they fight and at one point margaret <laughs> martha, martha martha maria bonaventure maria. martha bergness is on top or martha bookley is on top of jennifer jennifer's crawling on the ground mm-hmm. and she is like riding her like a horse just ripping off each piece individual piece. piece of her habit in in rhythm and this seems <laughs> like nun striptease it seems so like a metaphor for something but i don't know what but it's so it's a it's great yeah jennifer's was screaming great. and she's ripping off her habit mm-hmm. as if to say like you're not as innocent as you yeah. are pretending to be or something i don't know it was this like, very deliberately yes Taking apart the habit yeah. while Jennifer crawls on her stomach and she is straddling her mid back yes. and just like they're like creeping towards the altar. Yeah. While she rips off the piece of the habit and throws them in the air dramatically. It is so 
It's amazing. I just don't know what it symbolizes for this episode. I don't think it symbolizes anything, really. Uh, I love it when an assassin enjoys their work. Yes. Yeah, me too. That's <laughs> always a pleasure for me. I agree. To experience. And she was fully committed because... Jennifer screams Jonathan over and over. He takes his t- he takes his time getting into this. I know he was not that far away. Like he, chapel, <laughs> he took his fucking time getting in there. And then- well, also, like, is the is St. Matthew's like super well insulated? Or I mean, I feel Maybe. like they're n- if unless everybody suddenly forgot their vow of silence cards, like <laughs> the convent should not be very loud in the evening, right? It totally seems like it. Yeah. But Jonathan takes his time, but he finally breaks through the door. Margaret, Martha, Maxine, Roxanne. (laughs) Roxanne. She (laughs) runs and hurls her body through (laughs) a stained glass window while shrieking and dies. (laughs) She kills herself. I was shocked. Yes. I was (laughs) agape. I I couldn't believe what I had just fucking seen. Her commitment to this job. Amazing. Amazing. Like straight up, I've been caught. I've been caught. Yes. I failed. I must kill myself. I will hurl my body through this stained glass window. Unbelievable. Uh, See, I didn't see it so much as a kamikaze (laughs) moment. No, it was an oopsie. I think she was trying to escape. (laughs) She was trying to get out, but it was still. But there were other options for escape, I feel like. The fact that she just died, though, (laughs) like she jumps through a stained glass window, baller as fuck, and then just dies. (laughs) Like. That's She's, it. Her head slammed into that. For me, curve. that was like <clears throat> a really nice bookend to like the intense darkness that runs through this episode, <laughs> and just the style that they were going for with the shots and like the cinematography of it, like dark. Yeah, I mean. Because the way that she dies is she doesn't die because she's cut to ribbons a la Suspiria, or she's not. You know, mm-hmm. she dives out the window and breaks her neck on a religious statue yes. that is directly across this walkway next to <laughs> which you have to assume is a statue of a nun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a monk. Or a monk. Jesus. Or a saint. Which uh, is so symbolic, but but it stands intense. kind of kind of for nothing. Like there's not any uh, I don't think there's the writers are actively making metaphors about religion and symbolism for these characters but i feel like if you're literally defrocking a nun Mm -hmm. you have to die yeah definitely i do think there's there's something there where it's like if you are trying to murder someone whether they're a real nun or not Mm -hmm. that is not the point you're Mm -hmm. ripping the habit off your defrock (laughs) removing the frock of the nun with the intent to murder the nun in God's house. Yeah, that's got to be a sin. You've interrupted prayer. You've done many, many, many bad things, which is not even to dig <laughs> into Maria Martha Martha Mavis's Roxanne's resume <laughs> mm-hmm. or the way that she has been living, whether it's her fault or not. Mm-hmm. But she dives through that, that stained glass window and dies. And yeah. that's pretty much, I think, what people have to see. I don't think that the writers could let somebody attacking even someone just disguised as a nun live, right? Yeah, totally. You can't live. It's mm. like in hearts and palms. You can't live <laughs> yeah. and to be, 
You just don't get to live if you do that one. Even if you wear the wrong foot <clears throat> footwear and then yeah. ask somebody to no. move, even though you've taken a battle no. of silence. Just her her silence. Yeah. Her silent performance once she's like in the in the convent and set up and like pulling a gun out and a knife out mm. and like just the the way her face expresses her evil glee at mm. being able mm-hmm. to murder this woman. Uh, she should have won an Emmy for this. Yeah. And yes, they had to kill her. That like that's too it's too good. Like it's yeah. too evil for, for someone to live. Yeah, you can't you can't have Maria Martha Martha Mavis out on the street running loose. <laughs> Do you feel like I felt certain that on the cutting room floor was a scene of her licking the knife? Oh God. Probably. Because the way that she like holds that up, it's all glint glint, like uh-huh. Like it gets gets real, like there's a real sexual component to that. Yep. It's like really yeah. it's a really if great not licking it, she would have like she would have like touched like caressed her bottom lip with it. Mm-hmm. 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 Just that or like the little cut the finger and like yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did did a uh, Miss Forty Five. <laughs> totally. Blood, blood of yeah. Christ Blood of the Christ. Blood of Christ. Uh it made me want them to get to the nun house sooner in the episode it just it felt like the fluff before was, <clears throat> I, like i guess it's a rewrite it's kind of a boring rewrite but it was like i want more jonathan and jennifer hiding out in the nunnery with this assassin character i wanted more of that once we got this scene because mm. there was a lot going on before the episode like i remembered Ellen reading us the synopsis of this episode once they got to the I was like oh yeah it's about nuns she's hiding yeah. out in a convent that I wanted more of that I guess mm-hmm. I, I, I could have been I felt like it was great pretty well like laid out balanced I felt like it was pretty well balanced because really? honestly like all what else are we going to do in the nunnery like are we going to watch her pray again <laughs> or are they going to have another awkward meal like, yeah I guess or there could there <laughs> They could have done if they spent more time in the nun house. (laughs) There would have just been like screwball comedy, sexual tension things between her and Jonathan, which would be what could be funny, funny or cute or whatever. Yeah, but I think it would have just veered into comedy, which this episode stayed out of. This episode was like, nope, this isn't funny. Like this is. We're making, we've made more nun jokes danger. than this whole episode did. <laughs> yeah, except this. Thank goodness, there's it's fairly <laughs> devoid of waka waka. The uh, humor, the carpet. So the, the fake <clears throat> Jennifer rolled up in the carpet. Yeah, he gets the mm. uh, the henchmen pull him over and point their guns at this this carpet delivery man. <laughs> this mm-hmm. poor guy rip the carpet out of the van, unroll it into this wet pavement. Into the dirtiest spot on the street. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and that poor well, guy just thinks doing? that he's supposed to take this carpet to be clean. And they're like, where is she? Mm-hmm. And he's like, the dog? <laughs> that peed on the carpet. Yeah. And then he gets it all rolled back up and is putting it back in the van. And then the cops come and are is and like, unroll the fucking carpet. Yeah. Where is she? It's That's like a waka waka moment mm-hmm. a little bit. I, I, it is. And normally, you know, I'm in staunch opposition to Waka Waka moments. But that one was, was well done. I thought yeah. the guy that played the carpet guy, he w- he wasn't too much this way or that way. It was good. The carpet is cool looking. That's not important, I realize. It's important to me. Wet. But <laughs> there's something I love about when the, because the van pulls over and 
the carpet guy lets Max and Freeway out of the van, right? So we're led to believe it's like the red herring. Jennifer says something about like, what if I if I suffocate, I'll never forgive you. So we know that something's going to happen. Jennifer's going to be put into something. And so we're totally just along uh, for the red herring and <clears throat> Max and Freeway get into the van. So you're, we're supposed to think that they're all off somewhere and Jennifer and Max and Freeway are going to protect Jennifer and whatever. Right. But there's something I, I just love that extra little bit where they drop Max off and he and Freeway just cool out on the, the, at the bus stop bench. Mm -hmm. And then everyone like is falling for it. The men of Hench and the cops both fall for the rug ruse. So success. Right. Mm -hmm. I think I agree with Eric. Like I thought it was, it was pretty well balanced because I think you have to establish that everyone is just a useless bozo in order to really, I don't know. There's just something about what low grade bozo everybody is. um, That for me, what it pushed against was the grittiness of it. Mm -hmm. Like I wish they'd gone like, just completely dark with this episode. And I really thought that they were going to, and the Waka Waka carpet thing to me wouldn't have disrupted that because you have to have a little bit of that levity. And that's like the organic flow of that. But I just feel like should have just, I could have done with maybe shorter interactions between Nick Rhodes and the men of Hench. I think, I don't know. No, no, I'll take that back. Because everything needed to be there, like the Todd thing, like it all actually yeah. like fit together pretty well. Yeah, the, Todd was an interesting component to the Todd whole was yeah. an interesting component because it really they they gave him so much screen time, like close up. Well, they had to screen develop time that he was destitute a little, a yes. little bit and, and mm-hmm. desperate and ready for anything and ready to betray this. <laughs> Nuthouse, mm-hmm. yeah. To get mm-hmm. and you know, if if uh, Sister Janet would have just given him an advance, then none of that shit would have happened. Mm-hmm. I agree with her. I'm on her side. Still. Oh, I'm totally on her side. But it's <laughs> because, yeah, I don't know how PC it is though for a boss to be like, is it gambling again? Like to know that much about, <laughs> like you're allowed to say no to at an advance of a person's paycheck. Paycheck. without without assassinating I'm, yeah without bringing up their yeah humiliating them <laughs> i'm pretty sure Gambling that again. within the walls of a contemplative order convent yeah. uh you're allowed to say whatever the fuck you want to your to your hired help this one man <laughs> yeah and yeah. you literally no one can hear you scream <laughs> <laughs> just like alien which brings us <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh omni ineptitude uh, <laughs> oh. brings us to the fucking court day. Oh yeah. Oh my where god. The Inept. major criminal mastermind <laughs> yeah. who is on trial for multiple counts of murder and like whatever else. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. like standing out front with his lawyer and is allowed to walk directly up to the star witness, they, Jennifer Hart. They that, like escort that her he up has to him. Actively tried to murder. Actively. Yes. Multiple times tried to murder. Yeah. That's her first stop. They yeah. they bring her straight to him. Oh, the have a word with bring him. Them up to him. Yeah, have a word with this man who's tried to murder you a couple times. And then they're like, now uh, <laughs> let's put you all in a room yeah. alone. Oh, the, right. the cop I even said, two, "I have two guys yeah. on, watching you." And they're like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah." From like, outside, wait, two. That's that's. Even less than the 10 bozos that we had yeah. earlier. Like, that's one fifth 
yeah. of the bozos, previous <laughs> bozos. And he just visits her like it's they're staying at the same hotel. It's bizarre. I, that in whole, the waiting the whole room? Scene, yeah, it has to happen. <laughs> the whole scene was just, I was just like, I can't, I, I can't dig too deep at this because yeah. it's so, it's so ludicrous that, that, that any of this would go down. And the, so, okay. Totally. So also Rhodes, Nick Rhodes says you failed. The assassin failed to kill Jennifer. So bring the second plan B bring it online yeah, or something. He says something weird like that. And he's seen using a computer earlier. It's weird, but <laughs> everyone's like plan B. Are you sure we can't do that? We can't do that. And then the lawyer, his lawyer said is, has, they all have reservations about it. They're like, we can't do this. We can't do this. <laughs> and then the lawyer, they go along with it and they put a bag down in the room. Right. That's, do you think the B was for plan bag or for plan bomb? <laughs> plan bang. Plan boom. <laughs> 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 also, Jonathan's how is that end. a good plan at your trial yeah. to blow up the witness? <laughs> <laughs> and and MB fails. Plan B is yeah. your next. But it thing. shows how much he control he has over this lawyer. Basically, he tells him, either you do this or I'm going to kill you. You put this bag in this room with the, the star witness or I will kill you. Well, which, the man of Hench, that one man of Hench got the whiny one, the tall one mm -hmm. got lucky because he's yeah. like, you, somebody better find, like you better find her or you'll die. She's, she better be dead or yeah, you're going to be you dead tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And you better it's like, find oh. her or I'll find you. But then, yeah. so et cetera, et cetera, threats. Uh, they drop they kind of had midnight run vibes, the threats, <laughs> yeah. which is right. That's always good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they, they, they are allowed into this private room <laughs> Uh, where they just like drop a bag with a bomb in it. Yeah. Jonathan immediately finds it and then <laughs> runs out of the windowed room that he's in yeah. into yeah. the hall of the courthouse. <laughs> and where everyone says, is. There's, this is a bomb. Everyone run. And everyone instinctively runs towards the, towards Nick Rhodes. And he throws, the, he throws this bomb at a row of office doors and I'm just like there are people in there like what are you what are you doing yeah. this is the middle of the day yeah. and then luckily the people. bomb goes off and it really wouldn't have even hurt the heart no it was like a firecracker the why didn't they just leave the room that the bomb Question. bag is in but I sort of loved it because I, I thought about the bomb a fair amount because the bomb is not in a briefcase mm -mm. it's not really even a bag no it's in like a little zippery pouch that you would put like legal yeah. sized papers in like yes so bag. it's kind of like plan p plan mm. pouch it's a plan p. bomb but it's just not even like i'm like wow that's a slim slimline bomb mm -hmm. i thought um what would have been great for the scene rewrite corner is if Jonathan he finds shot the some lawyer in the head. <laughs> he finds yeah he shot he sh gets it to an orphan in the hallway <laughs> <laughs> and this orphan saying can I have some more soup please <laughs> and Jonathan says here take this pouch uh, <laughs> if he just handed it back to Nick or whatever who he's like oh you forgot this and hands it back to him and then it explodes and kills. Nick. 
Rhodes. I think that uh, would have been a better ending. I, I agree with you. <laughs> and Jonathan is on quite a murderous streak. Yeah. True. Oh, yeah. He True. ran yeah. the guy off the road. So it would, it would make sense. He ran the but... guy off the roads. Yeah. I think that would have been a better situation other than throwing it down a hallway where people are already and probably he probably killed somebody. <laughs> I mean, Plan B, bailiff. <laughs> bailiff. <laughs> yeah. I think that would have been amazing. Uh, and then he gets to run up and punch out Nick Rhodes. Yeah, he runs and punches him and he says, what is it? the last line is let's put it this way, you blew it. Oh god. Ugh. Ugh. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> It needs a rewrite, this ending. It's bizarre. Just like the guy visiting them in their room that they get. They get this room. It's just fucking weird. I don't know. None, none, nothing that happens in this episode makes a lick of sense. Well, the nun croquet at the end. All the nuns are over at the Hearts house having a croquet match. Yeah, which I I love. Yeah. That's a great image. That's it's just a great. beautiful image. Of- and then... Yeah, there's yeah. so many nuns. Jennifer's like... and. She's like, this is just fun. And they're like, well, it's not just fun because the winner gets $200,000. That's right. And that's what if we find out that the money, yeah. the, the fucking bounty on Jennifer yeah. was just moved over to the nunnery. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, then the hearts matched it. Yeah. Which yeah, the hearts very, matched it. Which is very fundraisery, very philanthropy thing. It's a matching, matching gift. I'll match any bounty. <laughs> Yeah, it's like use some of that money to buy a security system. Yeah, yeah. Does a contemplative nun house convent need money? Yeah, they gotta pay. They gotta pay for food, electricity. They gotta pay for the Todds. I assume they're Catholic. Does the Catholic groundskeeper? Catholic Church has a lot of money. I feel like don't they have enough money? Yeah, they do. What do they need money for? Um, (laughs) Praying more? I don't know. Hey, man. Sorry for the The Pope Mobile doesn't pay for itself. Sorry if I... Yeah. Sorry to all our (laughs) non-listeners. Um, it's time (laughs) for Pick Pick Your Book! Ellen's up first. No, I am. Oh, you are? (laughs) I thought we went the same Uh, We do. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I love Joe has Jesus. minute max amnesia. I do. It's like every every time. If anyone needs to pull one over on Joe, just make him do a minute max. Yeah. And then do whatever you want to him. Yeah. He won't uh, remember. I feel like if Joe has minute max amnesia, I have minute max dysphoria. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric, you're the you're the one. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, Nick Rhodes. It's, it's Harry, wow. Harry meatball, Nick Rhodes. It was, it, it, for a minute, it was the, the shorter of the henchmen, the, the mini henchman, because <laughs> wow. he was real cute. But then it was, I, I don't know, man, that Harry meatball. I was, oh my God. he's cute. He's a daddy meatball. Yeah. That denim, little denim yeah. jumpsuit. <laughs> It was hot. It was cute. <laughs> it was, it was so very cute. cute. These trimming roses. I, that was my first <laughs> choice was Nick Rhodes. Then it was the taller henchman with the mustache. Mm. Uh, very handsome man. Uh, but then this thick cop showed up to make this guy unravel his <laughs> oh, yes. carpet. Yeah. And I had to choose that yeah. thick cop. I, that cop was cute. Yes. 
but a little too convincing as a cop for me. I know. <laughs> I, I know. There's a weird. There's like so you really look like a cop. Uh, but pick your poke isn't about politics. It's about you're passion. absolutely right. So. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it's all politics. Mm. Ellen, is it the is it the bomb bag? <laughs> Is, is it, it the, the white the habit? Nun, the nun habit? The mother, mis, mother superior habit? It's Maria Martha Martha Mavis. Yeah. yeah. So sensual. Crazy bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The she, fact that she chooses that knife, Jesus Christ. She's so cool. She chooses I, to poke. What a great I mean, like, villain. That's a vill- villanelle, villanelle performance mm-hmm. for sure, right? Yeah. yeah. It's pre-villanelle villanelle. Yes. More, well more, done. More female assassins, please. Like, the, they're... They really just always work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Some quotes that I have that I loved from this episode. I, <laughs> well, the first one, I don't know if I love it. I just don't understand what it means. Jennifer comes out of the trunk of the car and she says, she's all, you know, like, oh, my neck hurts. I don't recommend sleeping with a suitcase. And then Jonathan replies with, I'm very old fashioned about whom I sleep with. What does that mean? I feel like that joke was somehow messed up in editing or something. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, that didn't make sense to me either. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I I, I just figured it. I'd, because, you know, sometimes I don't get it. Yeah. And, <laughs> I was like, oh. And then um, there, the, the villains are saying, we need to get, Jennifer, we need to murder her. She's in this convent. We know where she is. And then the henchman says, anybody goes into a convent is liable to attract attention, which it just seems like a wordy way of saying, like, we can't just send a man in there, I guess. Yeah, I think that's. Mm -hmm. I didn't really get that. It was a it was a sexist Mm -hmm. assumption that they would be sending a man to do this job. Yeah. Okay. But also, Jonathan is a man that's in the convent. Convent. Yeah. So if they said if you send a man in the convent, then everyone's like, "There's already a man in the convent." In fact, there's two men. There's at least two men. Yes, Jonathan, Jonathan and God. And Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That. Two quotes from Mother Superior. The first one I love. She, Jonathan, says, "I'm, I'm not leaving her side tonight." After Jennifer almost gets murdered by Martha May Magdalene, uh, <laughs> she's. He says, "I'm staying with her." all night i'm not leaving her side and then she says jonathan we're about to scandalize an entire convent which that is was good great. that was really really <laughs> yeah, good that's cute and mary is scandalized <laughs> she is <laughs> which is great <laughs> then on the way out of the convent they're thanking the mother superior for helping them and she says actually i wanted to thank you for allowing me to observe the love you both share <sighs> which was confusing for me <laughs> I didn't really. I was like, "What?" I don't know. They're just. It's another. Just like, oh, the hearts are so loving. They're such a great couple. I guess so. Or there's a hole drilled into the wall of that room. (laughs) (laughs) There's a two-way mirror, and she was. She had a gun to her head. (laughs) I. I have to. I don't usually do this one. I have to say something about Joe's rewrite corner. Oh shit. Cause sometimes my game as somebody that does not live in the neighborhood of a rewrite corner normally, um, and is not compelled to buy. Me thinks you do protest too much. Um, I am often trying to guess what your rewrite might be. Oh. And, uh, I feel compelled to tell you what I thought. Oh yes. I thought that your rewrite would be. <laughs> I, 
thought that your rewrite would be that Jonathan would open the trunk and Jennifer was dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The rest of the episode is him getting rid of the body and finding a new Jennifer. He finds. But then it's no, but then it's a, it's like if you kill the witness, that's a classic thing, right? Yeah. They don't need to kill a dead witness. <laughs> he just like weekend at Bernie's her the rest of the episode. <laughs> Or and then no, f- she's not really dead. Jonathan yeah, they, pretends that uh, I like I like he accidentally killed her. Oh, and then I love like, that. All done. I love that. He's like screaming and crying. That would be really good. I thought you meant she actually dies, and then he finds her identical twin <laughs> from season two or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> and marries rattlesnake her. ballerina. Rattlesnake ballerina <laughs> comes back. Anyways. <laughs> I love both those ideas. I I will sign off on either of those three rights. (laughs) Okay, cool. Stamp of approval. Jesus. (laughs) She's dead in the car. (sighs) And then we just see Jonathan (laughs) screaming and crying for 30 minutes. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how devastating that would be? Oh, my God. (laughs) It's the end of Jennifer. Yeah, but whenever the hearts get fake murdered, it's usually pretty low-key, low-key grief. True. Yeah, I'm remembering one moment when Jennifer thinks Jonathan gets shot. She's at the top of the stairs. And oh, that was good. Sh- her scream is so realistic. That was a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's Much like different. this uh, fight in the chapel, Jennifer, I could, s- she is so great. I could, s- I felt that palpable level of fear and. Yeah, just, she's screaming her head off. She, and especially when she's pulling the habit off one by one. Jennifer doesn't know if she whether she has another weapon, another knife, and mm-hmm. she thinks she might be about to get her throat slit open yeah. and is yeah. very, very that's kind of terrifying. That was kind of scary. She really sells it. She's an incredible actor in those scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's it's horrifying. Yeah. And playing, right? playing once, off of off of Martha Maria. Maria. Yeah, her intensity. Martha Mavis. <laughs> Um, there's really not much fashion to talk about. Uh, Jennifer's mm. weird sweater coat thing at the end with the square on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like the square on it. <laughs> Jonathan's too this week. Stripey. Yeah, they're real. They're real power clashing couple at the end. Um, I mean, they looked great, and Jonathan looked great in that priest outfit, and she looked great in the habit. Obviously, yeah, they, they did. They looked incredible. Yeah, that everybody looks good like that, or they. And not every, I mean that both of them look good. I don't mean to say everyone should, never mind. <laughs> the, um, I, the, think, I, I think everyone looks good in clergy shit. Like it's like, cause yeah. it's, 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 it's utilitarian designed to fit everybody. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's like Isimiyaki. Like, you know, it just, it drapes <laughs> and it covers, it covers things you want covered. The, the nuns are literally covering their, their figures. Yeah. Um, and then the, there's certain priest garb and that like the black, yeah. the black with the fitted waist Cinched waist. Yeah. yeah. That's a hot That's look. Hot. Yeah, it is. It's good. And then Diana Moldar in her habit. Holy shit. When you first <laughs> see her, she is so stunning. Mm-hmm. She is gorgeous and it's like pure white. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. Unbelievable. It was a great cut too. Like yes. when she's walking yeah. down the hall, the, yeah. like the lines of the silhouette were like oh perfect. My God. Perfection. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Good job. 
Mm-hmm. Good job and then, for an episode that's sure. like literally just like, well, fashion's not an element. <laughs> I mean, Rhodes's denim little jumpsuit, short shorts, sure. <laughs> unzipped to the belly button. That's the fashion standout of the episode, I think, is yeah. this incredible look for a villain, too, which is, it's so unintimidating. <laughs> but it, that makes him more intimidating, I think. Yeah. Well, any other notes? No? All right, let's get to ratings. So. Yeah. Zero to five hearts, starting with me. Uh, I've been sitting here talking about this super fun episode and like arguing for it. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why I wouldn't give it five hearts. So Whoa. I'm giving it five. I, I was, when it was over, I was like, that's a four. That's a good four. Mm-hmm. And talking about it totally bumped it up to five. I think, I think Martha, Martha Maria, Marlene, May, Roxanne. <laughs> Uh, is worth an extra point for for killing herself through a stained glass window. Mm -hmm. And that whole performance was masterful. So five. Uh, Yeah, I almost exactly the same. I was at a 4.5 when we first started talking about this. I was for sure going to give it a 4.5 and now I'm at a five because just talking about it and remembering it is amazing. It's an amazing episode for sure. Um. I want to mention that I just remembered that Max has a cool new apron in this episode. Mm. I didn't even catch it. When he's bringing the iced tea out? Mm. What? What does it say? Does it say something? I didn't see any text. It's got just sort of like a grid pattern on it. It's brown on brown. Oh my oh. God, we have to watch the episode again. Yeah. <laughs> to look at this apron. I didn't even know. Um, I love Freeway in this episode. Of course, because it is dark, even if it's not consistently dark and there is a gleeful killer um it's a five for me yes (laughs) heart of gold oh wow yes of course it's amazing uh this is the first heart of gold in season five since uh two hearts are better than one since the first episode of the season wow and because of me richly deserved yeah definitely Uh, definitely what a fucking bananas episode (laughs) (laughs) it feels very streamlined compared to other episodes i i really just felt like they it's a really accomplished uh script like it they it just did all the stuff yeah like it doesn't make a lick of sense as i said there's no logic to it and that's fine but it's enough the story was told completely like i didn't feel like there were any holes yeah (laughs) even though it's like all spackled there weren't Uh, a ton of extra characters that got ham fisted in which is a todd is like the the most the closest to an extraneous character but but he's he's so necessary yeah 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 we have to have todd Mm -hmm. yeah fuck right on yeah good on you hearts on the run we got uh, this villain yeah yeah i've been missing villains like this, this. assassin <laughs> i need more villains like this in my yeah. life <laughs> yeah ellen what are we doing next i'm so glad you asked um next week we're going to be watching and talking about an episode that originally aired on january 10th in 1984 and we're going to talk about whispers in the wings hmm Jennifer is stalked by a psychotic stage manager who lurks in the wings as the hearts don top hats and tails to perform in a charity benefit in the Big Apple. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) A community theater episode. This is either going to (laughs) be 
<laughs> a heart of gold or oh. zero? <laughs> <laughs> a heartworm. <laughs> oh my god. At least god. that leaves a lot of room, doesn't it? Sure does. Sure yeah. does. I'm that that actually makes me very excited <laughs> to see. <laughs> That's gonna be amazing. Uh, oh my god. Whispers in the wings. Whispers in the wings. Whispers in the wings. Well, thanks amazing. everybody for for sticking around for almost five seasons of this <laughs> show and god. podcast. How many more episodes do we have? Uh we're not even halfway through, right? Mm, we have uh, There's oh, we're halfway through. Oh shit! Nine, mm-hmm. ten more ten episodes, more. counting whispers in the wings. Fuck! Wow. Okay, ten more episodes. Ten, ten more episodes. Jesus. And then it's movie time. Yeah. Um. So we have eighteen more episodes. Basically, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, eighteen more episodes of the podcast plus recaps. So twenty, twenty more, and then we have to figure out what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. Um <laughs> which we've had some, we've had some suggestions we have made some to ideas us. Brewing. Uh <laughs> yeah. one of one of which and the most popular obviously is uh, the entire filmography of Stephanie Powers. Uh-huh. Which I don't know. I don't know. Um <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll workshop we'll, this off. We're gonna we're gonna workshop this and figure it out. Yeah. Uh anyway. If you have suggestions for what we're going to do after this, mm-hmm. uh, please send them to itwasmurderpod at gmail.com mm-hmm. or you can message us on Instagram at itwasmurderpod or Twitter at itwasmurderpod. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Please rate and review us wherever you are listening to this. Give us five stars. Write us a nice review. It's the least you could do for this free content. <laughs> um, wow. Heart to heart. Someone has put up yeah. a bunch of heart to heart episodes on YouTube. Um, God knows how long they'll be there. Some of them don't seem to work. I think they may have already been found out. Um, but in the meantime, if you want to watch along with us, you can YouTube the episode description. You can just check out what's available on YouTube. Uh, otherwise, just Google the Google the episode title, <laughs> and it'll come up. Uh, it's also still Ovation is still showing it. I think it is. Uh, effectively streaming on Ovation as well. Mm. Um, we were, I was just sent uh, from the UK office uh, Yay. a hey. decider article on the style of Jonathan Hart written by a newcomer to the podcast, Brett White. And that's, uh, hey, Brett, Brett, I I know that you're still really early in on, <laughs> on the podcast, so hopefully we haven't scared you off by now and you're still <laughs> listening. Uh, thank you for listening and for mentioning us, not wow. in that article, but in on your Instagram. Oh, yeah. um, and I, thank you, London Office. Yeah, and yeah. Danny, Danny, you're the best. Danny, we, you already know that. Thank you already you. know how we feel about you, Danny. We love you. There's also on the on IMDb. Does anybody ever click on the episode link? That's in the. Oh my god! I, I do. Don't. I mean, I do every oh. every time we watch. An no, there's there's a. I think it's like episode times or episode something oh, show. Why oh, aren't you looking yeah. this up? Well, I have it. I have it up. Um, and right in theory, like it tells you when it's going to be on TV, right? Uh, CTV listings. And yes, uh, it, but that's only if it is actually going to air somewhere near you. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, and I think right. with my TV provider, it's not um, airing ah. anywhere, but if you live in the UK or if you live in a place, 
that has taste mm. and uh, shows heart to heart. Shoulder pads <laughs> and champagne. That might work. They are all on. Well, I don't really want to blow it up, but I guess I, I think they're not fully legally on Daily Motion. But all yeah, of the episodes are available on Daily Motion. Yeah. So you can watch them at least there. I'm sure there's always going to be a way to find it. You but can also them just from rent Scarecrow them from Scarecrow Video. video. Yeah. <laughs> Scarecrowvideo.com? Yeah, it's Scarecrow.com. Just Scarecrow.com. Scarecrow.com. Um, I think season one will be back in their hands soon because Corey, uh, our yeah, former guest and new <laughs> new heart to heart convert, Corey Brewer, Corey J Brewer, uh, has been watching, and I'm I'm it's so fucking pleasing yeah. that he's like binged season one, <laughs> and uh, he's about to get into season two. It's awesome, Terrific. so funny, so good. Uh, all right, I think that's it. Uh, yeah, I have a plug. <laughs> for the first time ever i'm uh i'm gonna put up a video of my whole bike tour on youtube soon. oh yeah so if you just youtube joe garber that might be how you find it i i don't know how to find it if i'm not myself <laughs> it's <laughs> confusing but i'm putting up uh my i did a bike tour from paris to bordeaux and i filmed the whole thing so i'm putting it up on youtube Yay. so that's a plug we may uh, we may link link to that on yeah. our uh, on our Instagram. It might only be interesting if you are in, interested already in bike tours because that's a lot of or in Joe. Yeah, yeah. Or in me. honestly, yeah. you yeah. should all be interested in Joe. He's yeah. he's ex- <laughs> extremely attractive <laughs> and obviously and obviously delightfully funny. Watch the YouTube; you'll you'll be the judge of it. Uh, since you, since you're being shameless, I am also going to be shameless. Oh yeah, uh, there is a podcast called uh fresh off the spaceship that it is oh it's being good. produced by the radio station Ooh, kexp yeah, yeah yeah and it is about the black constellation collective which i am a part of uh and i it, honestly it's one of the best podcasts i've ever listened to it makes me so happy and i may and it makes me like overwhelmingly proud to even be involved with these people mm-hmm. just listening to it it's so great um, Larry Mizell, uh, Douglas Martin, as Isabel, whose last name I'm not remembering, you guys mm. have are doing an amazing job with this podcast. I'm so into it. Uh, and I think if you have any interest in what I do, <laughs> um, go check that out. Go check it out. It's really, really good. And awesome. you'll, if, if anything, you're going to learn about some really, really amazing musicians mm-hmm. and visual artists, uh, and just, you know, artistic thinkers period yeah i can't wait to listen to that myself it's so good ellen you got anything <laughs> um no and you know i don't do that one i, I know one. <laughs> so, thanks everybody yeah. um yeah the uh, podcast's good joe went to france that's I went those, to france. that's my that's my plug i'm plugging your yeah, plugs thank you nice. you're welcome uh, as ellen said freeway was awfully cute this episode uh, yeah this particular <laughs> this particular uh, incarnation of, of jennifer Freeway is great <laughs> jonathan was perplexed as to how jennifer could beat him at croquet because he's a world, he's champion. A world champion and it turns out she was hugging and kissing jonathan while she used freeway to cheat which is yep. so fucking cute i love it so cute also croquet balls are kind of heavy I know. and that made me think like Freeway may be bigger than we think. <laughs> huh. Freeway was just very present in a personable way this episode, which was nice. I agree. He's a great Dane. Yeah, it's a, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. And good night, Freeway. <laughs> <laughs>
Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway.